Podcast 36 is here, fight fans. Take a listen as we sit down and talk with rising welterweight star Mark Reyes Jr. and talk about his climb up the welterweight ladder. You know the vibes. This ain't one of them times you can slide by what you say that you're gonna do. Put your money up, run that phase, I'm the show and prove. You know the vibes, fine, I ain't got no ways up in my guys. I clown in the day, gone in the mind, yana. I've been on fire lately. Train my spirit, mind, and body daily. Victory is sweet as the science, baby. It's only right we represent from Tampa to Tally. And keep the pressure on these eyes, they call you lacking. Till you flopping on the canvas and bombing your weaving. Unleashing the fury on your face while the audience screaming. Hope they got great seats or the pay per view. Let's get the breakdown from JDJ and Q. You know the vibes. What up, boxing world? It's Boxing Vibes TV back in full effect. We got the whole crew with us. We got JD. Uh huh. We got Q. What's good? What's good? We got yours truly. And we got a super special guest today. But before we get into that, Q, tell them what to do. Hey, man, go ahead and send this thing to a million people, man. Send this thing to a million people, man. <laughs> Let everybody know what we're doing, man. Let everybody know the growth, man. And, and you know, and that, that they need to hit, a, hit the like button. Hit the like button. And do that. Subscribe. Do that. They ain't done it already. Do that. We're available on Spotify, well, Apple, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Stitcher, all that. Now, before we introduce our guests, go ahead with the pod quote of the day. All right, man. For y'all who, who are new uh, to our podcast, it's customary that we always do a podcast quote of the day. All right. So this pod quote of the day is. Everybody has a plan until they get punched into the face. All right. And y'all know that's from. Iron Mike Tyson. Iron Mike. Right. Hey, got a fight coming up. Got a fight coming up pretty soon. All right, without much further ado, we're going to go ahead and introduce our guests. We got 14 and 0. Mm-hmm. Tampa native. 85% knockout percentage. Woo. None other than Mark Reyes Please. Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you doing, man? You walked into the studio and... Um, I looked and I said, man, you look pretty clean to be a fighter, especially a fighter who just had a fight Saturday, man. How you feeling? Feel great. I'm you look like it was easy work, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to get back in the gym already. Uh, four, 12 of your 14 fights were knockouts. Um, what course has you and your team charted to to get you closer to a title shot or a prime opponent? And who do you have your eyes set on? That's a good question. We don't have an exact name that we're looking for. You know, at the end of the day, a lot of these guys, they might move up or they might, you know, kind of fall off with. of what happened this year mm-hmm. things were a lot harder to get fights yeah, yeah, right definitely. and whatnot so you know we look forward to to staying busy uh we definitely want to take a an, another uh another fight soon hopefully that fight i get to step up you know fight another undefeated guy maybe okay. 16 you know, 16 and 0 18 and 0 you know what something okay. that something that's gonna you know give me a challenge and uh and and help me progress in my career Okay, right. definitely. And, and that brings me to my question um what we've been asking a lot of people about lately is we have a lot of you know, debates about, you know, amateur records, right? And how we talk a lot about, 
Usyk, I'm sure you heard of, Alexander Usyk, and Vasily Lomachenko. Two fighters that had these massive, outrageous amateur records, right? And they pretty much walked in the game already, you know, at, at the top. So tell us a little bit about how you feel about that, you know, about amateur records and do they really matter when you really about your amateur path? Well, before you answer that, I want to add a little spice to it. These guys were handed a lot of acclaim. Now, no, granted, Olympic champs, you, you know, you come in with a little bit of cachet when that, but you're 14 fights in and some guys get title shots just because they mm -hmm. come in with these massive amateur records and here you mm -hmm. are earning it. You know what I'm saying? In the pros, um, we had Fresa Kendall on the show and he was essentially talking about, you know, he earned his, he was 22 and oh, and, and, and earning his from the mud. You know what I'm saying? But you got a lot of these amateur fighters who come in with these massive records and then here you go, title shot. So go ahead and if you can comment on that whole thing, I know I put a little wrench in it. We'll go ahead. Nah, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it goes both both sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. You know, you got guys that have this great amateur pedigree, and then they turn professional, and they don't make it. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't cut it a, a after 5-0, and 6-0. and They kind of fall off, and you see them get exposed real early. Yeah. That's because they weren't able to adapt from an amateur style into a professional style. Things are different. Guys are sitting on punches. Guys got more time. Guys can set shots up. You know, it's not just pity pat and, and move. Um, now, as far as those two, uh, Usyk and uh, Lomachenko, you know, these are guys that not only did they have great amateur backgrounds, do well in, as far as um, the Olympics went, uh, two-time gold medalist for Lomachenko, but, you know, these guys also fought in the World Series of boxing. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to understand that's professional boxing with amateur boxing. Yeah. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. so, you know, you got guys that are fighting professional fighters. They're still amateurs or right. you got vice versa. And what that does is it kind of introduces them to the fight game, what it's going to be like when they step in the ring as a professional. They both had great, great records in the in the World Series of Boxing. Uh, Lomachenko went undefeated. And I think Usyk had one loss within within like 12, 15 fights as a as a, as competing in that. So, you know, you got to it's, it's very different. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I got a friend that's, um, you know, an amateur right now. And I keep telling them, you know, you want these losses, wins. It doesn't matter. Yep. You want that experience. That's the most important thing. Get in there and learn between every fight. That's why sometimes it's not great to fight as an amateur back to back consecutively because you want to see growth within each fight. So what I would do is I would take a tournament off, come back come back stronger, come back better, come back more uh, more agile or, you know, whatever we mm -hmm. decided to work on within that time that we had off, we worked on it, perfected it, came back and did well. Um, I think I turned open with eight fights. Okay. And I placed second in a national tournament. Um, you know, not, not everybody does that. Mm -hmm. People don't even see nationals until they've got 15, 20 amateur fights. Right. And then they might lose the first night. Um, which has happened to me, I think it was twice. I lost the first night in a in a in a national tournament. And these are tournaments, you know, you fight in state. They're, they're advancing tournaments, so you fight state, regional, nationals. So it's hard to get bounced on the first night. You know, you mm -hmm. down on yourself. But in the end, you wanna you, you wanna grow from that loss. You wanna make sure that you utilize the opportunity that has been given to you by taking a loss. You know, people look at it as a bad thing. It's not always a bad thing. Um, this isn't a professional, uh, this isn't, that's not the professional game, still amateur. You got a lot to learn. Um, now when it comes over to the professional side of things, 
lot of guys, like I said, they just aren't able to make that adjustment into the mm -hmm. professional style. So you'll see them in, in, in granted, there's something called the chin uh, and right. a lot of guys <laughs> right, right. don't get exposed as when they're right. amateurs, right. they mm -hmm. get exposed as professionals. And that's another reason why you'll see them fall off as well. Cause now you got guys that are grown Watch men, mm -hmm. they're getting hit with, by, by a grown man. They're fighting in, in a lot less, uh, a lot less padding in those gloves versus the amateurs. Mm -hmm. And you know it just makes a huge difference. And, and and then there's something to the wear and tear. Most famously, I, I just just quickest to my mind to recall, um, an Olympian gold medalist that came in with a lot of acclaim and fizz, uh, flamed out. I don't know if you're all familiar with Zhu Ming. Um, he was an Olymp. He yeah. was that yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he 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 was a gold medalist um, uh, for China, and you know he came out packed the stadium and he looked. Look terrible. I, I'm bringing this up um, because we had Nate Jones, and he was a heavyweight, so of course he had a little different perspective on the extensive amateur career. Because you know, 24 is not the same 24, and you see a lot of guys come in with all these fights at a later age. And so, the question I'm getting to is about wear and tear, right? Is there because Nate Jones was like, uh, and and it's different for him because he was a heavyweight, right? So he was like, man, I. 150 is too much you know that that that's that's about at the limit so what is your your opinion as far as wear and tear because everybody's 24 is not 24 we just saw the past couple of weeks kel brook and, and and bud crawford are a year apart and you know kel brook was never that chinny you know he took punches from triple g of course and and errol spence and it was an orbital bone not his chin that cost him but we saw saturday a jab Got him. So just kind of loop back into what I was asking. What is your opinion on the wear and tear of a fighter? And I know you said you want to get back and, you know, and, and, and to be honest, I, I you know, I, I was looking up and, you know, searching your fights. I, I think the longest you've been is six rounds. So it, for you, it's a little different because you're fighting shorter rounds and you're getting guys out of there. So you can fight quicker. So granted, that is true. Yeah. You know, I do, I, I, you know, I do my, I, I do my due diligence in, in the ring and I, I try to, I try to make sure that, uh, study my opponent well as as best I can yeah. and I do so as well in the first round when I'm in there I'm studying and seeing what what I can exploit to try to get him out of there but you know people people fail to realize a lot of the times that the wear and tear doesn't necessarily come from the fight the wear and tear comes from the, the training, training. training right you know you got guys exactly the sparring so you know you got guys that are that are sitting in the gym and they're putting in 80 rounds of sparring for a fight you know think about an eight round, 10 round fight, sparring 80 rounds. Where do you think the wear and tear really started coming from? Yeah. And, and the same token guys, a lot of these guys that go out and fight, you know, that you, you see them that they want to fight 20 fights when a guy that actually could fight, and I was talking to Cortez when I was coming in, you can actually fight 10 fights and do the same damage if you do 20 fights. And I'm talking about in the rankings. Yeah. If you see a lot of fighters, if, if you go to box rec and you open the box rec, you see a lot of guys that they fight 0 and 1, 0 and 3, you know, one in three, one in four on the first five fights before they even start stepping it up. They should have done that in the amateurs. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So you're putting, well, you guys are talking about wear and tear. You're putting that wear and tear in your body in the beginning. Already. And then, right. that you're, then you're exposed, then you're, you got a management team, and you got a promotional team that's investing in you. This ain't no amateur where you fight for free. You're right. actually, so it falls on the promotion sometimes when you got people that do that. Step up. This kid, I'm not sitting because he's across the, across the table from me. Everybody that I've put in front of him, him and his dad accepts it. Who backs out is the people themselves or the camps. 
is don't tell me. I take him. I could bring a guy 15 and 0 right now and tell Mark we're gonna fight this guy. All right. His dad looks at it. He looks at it. At the end of the day, he's the boss because he's the one that says yeah, yes or no, and he takes a fight. And then the guy something happens, and the guy says no, no, we don't want to fight. And, or, or they'll outprice themselves. Right, right. And, and we all know that's a um, <laughs> that's a way to get out of it. That's a way to get out of it. And, um, and you bring me to a, a a good question. So a lot of people in boxing are we're always seeing clips of Bob Arum saying something. We're always seeing clips of Eddie Hearn saying something. So. With you as a, a promoter of Pier 6 Promotions, yes, sir. tell us, peek the people behind the curtain and let them know, you know, what you go through as a promoter that is much different than them just seeing you in front of a, a microphone right before the fight's about and, to happen. And, and before you answer that question, man, that was my first time going to um, uh, one of your fights. That, and great show. Thank you. Great show. But go ahead. And, go ahead. Your question is, what do I go through? As, as yeah, a point, behind the scenes, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because we, right. we had a big debate about right. Bob Arum and all the things that go right. on, and so we, well, you know, the, the first promoter we got in contact. This is Bob Arum and them already have a team, right? Right. They don't go through nothing like what I go through. But right. I am now learning that it's the same thing like as a fighter. You know, every show to me is another round. Every sellout show is another knockout. Right. Every time I put Mark on or put one of the fighters that. Very promotion companies got guys that are signed, but they're not, you know, as me as a promoter, I don't sign fighters. Because I don't feel that I need to obligate. If you got a, a guy that got a, a good father, a good, you know, a good man, I think they're together. When you got your word as a man, I think we take it to a, a top rank or like himself that he went to Debella Entertainment now. Okay. He signed with Lou Debella. Okay. Okay. Um, so, you know, Lou's done, Lou's you know, got him March, when was it, March 14th of la uh, last year? Correct. Yeah. He signed him. And then, of course, Cobra came in and everything got locked down. He fought on a R R R J excuse me, help me RJJ RJJ on uh, September twenty fourth in uh, in Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay. And um, you know, he fought there, and then he came back and he fought here. Bless, he has people like me and his father on his team, and he could fight, keep him busy because you can't just sit around and wait. But you know, I know that the promotion company's got a team for. It, but going back to him, to this show here, actually, the team it was better because I actually was able to get a team behind right, me. Okay. And I was able to put office, I was able to put um, a, a director of operation for the company. Okay. And I was able to play my role as a promoter the right, right way. Right. So, okay. so, I mean, to answer your question, it, it takes a team to put it together. It, it takes people like you guys that do media, mm -hmm. that, that do commentating, that do broadcast, podcasts, you know, people that, everybody plays a role. Right, right. And, 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 you know, management plays a role. Everybody plays a role. And as long as everybody stays in the lane, everything should be okay. okay. Now, Bob Arum has done his job greatly. I love him for it. He's, <laughs> he, he's made yeah. a lot of money. Right, right. <laughs> and, I mean, I've been, on, I've been on his payroll, too. You know, okay. Okay. I mean, okay. he's, he's come to me, and he's come to the people that I work, you know, that I work for. Mm -hmm. And, he's, you know, we put shows in Florida for him. So, Okay. okay. Huh? All right. So we're going to shift this back, you know, to the, to the feature of the show. <laughs> So I, I, earlier I asked, you know, what um, charted course you, your, your team is, and you kind of just say, hey, and and and, and I, let me thank you first because that attitude of you line them up, I'll beat them. At, before we're podcasters or anything, we're fans. So I appreciate that attitude, right? Um, so, but the, the question I want to ask, all right, two, three-year plan, when do you see yourself getting a title shot? When, when do you feel like you're ready? And I ask that because – 
um, there was an interview with Sean Porter um, not too long ago, and he uh, stated, you know, he he knew he was ready for Mayweather, and he got a little wisdom and realized, you know, I, I, he wasn't ready. So for you, you know, as a young, hungry fighter, talented fighter, um, where do you see yourself like getting your title shot in a couple years, where you're going to start itching for two, three years? Like, where do you see yourself really stepping onto that main stage and like, I'm Mark Reyes. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm a I'm gonna say right now, skill wise, I'm definitely ready for for the any anybody in the top ten, anybody in the top one hundred. Okay. Okay. Skill wise, okay. I'm ready. Okay. Um now where now where I can always and any fighter can always continue to grow is gonna be from the experiences that I have sparring and the experiences that I have in fights. Right. You know, uh yes. those are those are two things that ultimately they can they can shape a fighter and mold a fighter very well. And those are the things that I look forward to. Those are the reasons why I want better fights. Those are the reasons why I want to continue to grow and be ready at, for every fight and every outcome and make sure that we continue to stay on the path. And that's, that, and, and ultimately, that's the most important okay. thing. Okay. I, and, and to that point, um, see, we debate all day long about uh, Bud Crawford and Errol Spence and the whole PBC side versus, you know, Bud and, you know, in top rank. So, for you as a fighter, would you ever let um, size of the street stop major fights from happening? Because as fans, you yeah, know, we see that yeah. all the time. Yeah. We see that all the Politi time. It's called politics and right. boxing. Politics right? as usual. And, huh? and that might be too too much for, you know, a young fighter to even really pay attention to because you're, you're worried about the next fight getting better. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, you obviously are going to have thoughts on it. So, go ahead, go ahead and share, you know. Uh, you you always see that you know, mm -hmm. and that's something that that we've seen, you know, as far as uh, who was it, who, who was it that was with uh, HBO and Showtime, and they made a big fight. It was Mike Tyson and Lennox Lennox Lewis. Right. Yeah, so yeah, it probably was. Yeah, yeah, Mike Tyson Lennox. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. Mayweather yeah, also. No, no, that was no, no, they were both they, they were both HBO, but they were different sides of promotion track. Right, yeah, but that was you. Uh, no, it no, was, no, I think at that time. When Pacquiao, yeah, I think when Pacquiao and 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 uh, oh, that's right, and this guy got it on. I think Mayweather yeah. was still with with yeah. HBO, mm -hmm. so that was the most recent one. But yeah. I'm trying to think of a uh, of another one. Um, so you got a uh, Fury and um and Wilder, yeah, Fury and Wilder, yeah, he's missing much time, right? Yeah. So you know when when you have things like that, that 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 you can finally get two powerhouse promoters or two very very well known uh, networks. And get everything to mesh together, you end up having these mega fights, mm -hmm. okay. and uh, and that's what everybody looks forward to. Now the point is, you gotta have that build up, right? You know, if you don't have right. that build up, it's not right. Or right. if you wait too long, everybody kind of dies off. And yeah. we saw that with uh, Mayweather Pacquiao. Everybody was like, ah, oh, this shot, you know, this fight should have been three years earlier. We would have saw a different outcome potentially. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's and and that's the way the fight game goes. Um, now there were also some other things Pacquiao wasn't wasn't willing to do the blood drug testing and some other stuff. So you know you got you got that mm -hmm. you got to take that into account. Well, you can't really, but but Mayweather never asked for that before Pacquiao. To be fair, yeah. So, but and 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 and, that, and, that, and, and that's that's to the to the politics of boxing, right? Um, and 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 we ain't gonna keep you too much longer. But I I personally, before we let you go, I want to say I appreciate your attitude. Um, it's fighters like you 
that keep you know I got I and, and I'm just gonna get on a little bit of soapbox you know I, I tell guys you know I'm doing a boxing podcast oh I'm going to Vegas for, to see this fight and they're like oh boxing's dead and I'm you know, bullshit boxing ain't never dead never you know did. what I'm saying right. exactly. it, you know, it's big over it, it's big across the pond it's worldwide and part of what's gonna always keep boxing alive is fighters with attitudes like yours and we appreciate Thank that you. Thank you for coming on the show JD mm -hmm. do you have anything else no, appreciate it man appreciate it Q you got something yeah real quick real Real quick, man. Salute to you and appreciate you for coming. Um, you know what I'm saying? The Boss by TV. But I, I want to um, say something about your foundation, man. I saw you got uh, a cancer foundation or a Mark Reeves foundation. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, we, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. I, that that was one of the things that I was bringing up that I should have okay. brought a bobblehead mm -hmm. to put on the table. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, that was something that. Twenty dollars. <laughs> Absolutely, we're still taking donations. Okay, um, definitely. I wasn't able. I was, this year. I have not been able to see the the kids be able to oh, go okay. there or do anything yeah. because of COVID. Right. Um, but man, those kids are inspiring. Yeah. You know, we we went and did a workshop uh, two or three times, and then we finally presented the check. And uh, you know, just to see just to see all the spirit that's there. You know, I, I don't see that in in uh, fifty percent of the people that I see every day. You, mm -hmm. know, you see a bunch of people dragging their feet, and here you have kids that. Either a brother or a sister is yeah, going through right. going through it, and uh, you know going through that uh, the the chemotherapy or just now in remission, and and these kids are these kids are incredible. You know they're inspiring, and uh, you know anything that I could do to to make a difference in their lives, their parents' lives, as a parent, mm -hmm. you know that's something that that greatly affected my heart. And uh, we actually reached out. You know the team got together. We pre uh, came up with the idea. Go ahead and do the bobbleheads, raise money, Yo, and uh, go ahead definitely and present them a Definitely got a cop one for the show. Definitely got a cop one. Yeah, we got to grab Thank one, you. man. We got to find yeah. a way to put, put, put a link in the subscription, man, so yeah. people can go to it and get the bobblehead to the foundation. Absolutely, man. yeah. yeah. So, I love kids, too, man. That was up. Hey, hold up. I got one more question, man. Because we're boxing news and lifestyle. So I got to ask you one question, man. So when you're getting ready for the fight, what's in the headphones, man? What what music are you listening to? Because you're still a real human, man. Yeah, you're still you, you a regular, know, yeah, everyday on, person. You man. in the gym working? Right. You got you gotta have some motivation music. I'm gonna I'm gonna like kill the kill the mood right now. I actually listen to nothing. What? I don't even put headphones. Oh, really? on. This man, this man, a Spartan. <laughs> Let's see. Like, how many Spartan. fights has it been? All right. <laughs> really? This man. Yeah. Um, How Jay Z say I'm fully I'm focused, focused, man. man. <laughs> no, and, and, and you know what? When I'm back there, go ahead, go ahead. So, 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 fellas, for everybody, anybody in the room, anybody in the room right now with a pin on this, man, because it's somebody I feel like Jeezy or Gucci, who won? Come on, man, get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, we anyway. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I actually fell asleep. I didn't even get. To, I didn't even get to finish. It. Nah, I fell asleep. But uh, nah, so nothing. No, nah, nothing. You know, at the end of the day, if you're now, granted, I, I love all lives. Mm -hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, if you're a killer, you gotta get. You gotta go in there and do your job. Do your job. You know, it don't right. matter. This man's a you know, this man. This man is standing across to you. He's gonna do exactly what you're trying to do to him. And you just gotta make sure you do I'm it first. Focus, man. Uh, have, have you guys ever seen this guy? In the, I mean, actually, watch his face when he's in the ring. Um, I watched the yep. punchy landing yeah. last night. No, <laughs> Listen, his face shows no emotions. He's focused, and it makes the guy look like he's looking that way. And he's watching. I mean, he's from the time he leaves the the, the room to the time he's in the ring until after he finishes. Yeah, it's go time. As soon as uh, I would say. 
So back to the locker room thing and all that, <laughs> listening to music. You know, some people might play some music on a speaker. Mm -hmm. I listen. I'm, I'm, but the whole time I'm chilling. You know, I'm not, I'm not working my nerves up. You, you probably wouldn't even tell that I'm fighting that night. You know, okay. um, you gotta have that switch. You calm, know, and calm uh, before the storm. Calm right. before the storm. You gotta have that switch. You gotta be able to 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 turn it on. And uh, you know, once once I go ahead and I get dressed, I come out of my clothes. I get into the suit, and uh, I'm ready. That's it. That, that, that switch has been turned on. I'm lasered in. I'm focused. And at the end of the day, that man is in there to do a job. I'm in there to do a job. And, you know, we got to get to it. Got to get to and it. And my man's been getting it done well with 12 knockouts mm -hmm. of his last 14 fights, his first 14 fights. So, man, we want to thank you for, for coming Most on, man. Definitely. Not only, not, not only does he have hands of stones, he have a heart of gold, man, out there thank taking you. care of the babies. All right. So, Mark. Now, what, what's your next fight coming up? We don't know yet. Uh, okay. You know, okay. we, we don't have any dates set up or anything like that. We're shooting for, you know, early early 2021. We would like to, like I said, we'd like to stay busy. Okay. Um, you know, this year, I think we got we got two two or three fight offers. We, we accepted all three of them. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. And, okay. Uh, they, so the table they, is full, huh? They, they went on the, they, they went, they went with the other uh, oh, uh, opposition. Oh, they so, want that smoke. Okay, okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when that smoke, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, it's it's true what they say. You know, uh, you know, you put yourself into you gotta you gotta really put yourself into a position for people mm -hmm. to you know have to face you. Because mm -hmm. right, right. a lot of the time, these guys are gonna take the, the easier road and and make sure that you know they continue to make their legacy, make their career without having that blemish on the record. So you know, me at the end of the day. If it happens, it happens. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna beat that guy. No, no matter. <laughs> All right, um, now can now, now can we uh, go ahead and let. You know the the future champ go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Now 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 we can send them off, man. Heart of gold and hands of stone, Mark Reyes Jr. Thank you for coming right, on, man. Come you, back man. anytime, man. Thank you for being here. Now, before I get off, I just want to say thank you to you guys for having right. me on the show. I want to say thank you to Gary for mm -hmm. for opening this up and having it. You know, it's a beautiful gym here. Uh, I also want to go ahead and uh, thank everybody that was involved, okay. including Ivan Pier Six Promotions. And uh, Ryan from Odd Sox, uh, Bell Entertainment as well, my, my, my promoter. And, uh, you know, this was um, it's probably the second easiest fight of my career. <laughs> um, but in, in the end, you know, you still work for it. You still train really hard for it. So, you know, it's, it, it's still a blessing. And uh, to be able to come home, be victorious, and, and move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I just want to thank all my sponsors, uh, Sean, uh, EHS, Reggie, Reggie Reed Roofing, Jason's Hauling, uh, Pedro from Sabas. Those are the gloves that I know you guys saw. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves the gloves. They make quality gloves. Um, Top Bliss and Empire Pro Tape. Uh, and, um, you know, this is something that, that I do. And I look forward to seeing you guys, you know, when I when I come back with my world title. Hey, hey that's what I'm talking about, most definitely. Hopefully we get these guys at the next fight in the, in the arena somewhere in the corner and interviewing all the guys before they go in the ring. Hey, that's we're what I'm talking, talking about. about. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm oh, yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, oh, we, we, it's, we ran into, um, uh, what's it, Kenny Porter. Kenny and, Porter and, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah me and him do a lot of business. Andre yeah. Rozier, too. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. How are they going to be? So so y'all going to let the host wrap this shit up or yeah. what? Y'all gonna... <laughs> All right, no, 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 guys. No, we really appreciate it, man. Thanks right. for the love, man. Clean, Hometown man. kid, man. We <laughs> All right, fellas, we, we appreciate the love, man. This is Boxing Vibes TV. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. We out. All right. Peace.
He's trying to hang it up already. <laughs> <laughs>